Man, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Can we just, can we just give all of those people just one big hand all together real quick? <laughs> Pastor Chancey, Miss Holly, you guys, hats off to you. Uh, Pastor Jeff, the creativity. Like, I'm telling you what, this is a crazy, huge production, and we all come together and just make it look really easy. I'm just telling you right now. Um, so, <clears throat> all the kiddos know that, you know, Mr. Yaknowit came in Wednesday, Thursday. We had a ball. I gave him a little lesson. Uh, but then on Friday, I came down and I revealed the fact that the hair that I had was not my own. I know, I know. <clears throat> Some of them were like, I told you, I knew it was a wig, you know. And so, uh, <laughs> so you know, I, I wanted to get serious with them. And, and same thing today. I wanted to take off the costume and I wanted to come before you because I wanted to really get serious for a moment. I won't be before you long. But the whole reason that we come together and we do what we do is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to let people know that they're loved, that they're chosen, and, you know, and that they can make it through any situation with God on their side. And so that's basically what I did with them on Friday night. I recapped through Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and then I settled on this. At the beginning, we realized in the skit that Dave was chosen, right? And that's what we have to understand for ourselves, even as adults, is that we are chosen. We are 100% absolutely chosen by God, right? He made a decision to pick us, and therefore he sent his son, Jesus Christ, here to live and then to die, right? But while we're living our life, while we're doing the things that we do, everyday things, sometimes we can run into situations uh, we can run into people, right? And that's where we get the idea of the giant. We get the idea of the bully. Um, some of the kids shared with me some of their stories uh, of some of them being bullied themselves and some of them uh, having giants in their lives that they uh, struggled with. And here's the deal. Sometimes as adults, we forget that kids Though their issues and problems may seem minor to them, their issues and problems are massive to them, right? Like from their perspective, it's huge. From our perspective, not so much. You know, we walk down an elementary uh, school hallway and we think to ourselves, man, this is so small. But to them, that elementary school hallway is huge. And it's not until later when they get older that they realize that it it is actually smaller than what it is. And so what I, what I told them was, is whenever you run into an issue or a problem, you have to recognize and remember that when you feel small and when that thing is huge, you have a God that's backing you up that is bigger than even that thing, right? And so I think most of them understood that. And I would, I would guess and I would bet that most of the adults in this room understand that as well, that there is a God that is bigger than you. There is a God that is bigger than your problem. There is a God that can handle anything that you feel like you can't. And if you don't know that, I want to speak to you as well, 
right? If you, if you have no idea that there's a God that wants to help you, take care of you, and lead you, I, I want to speak to that. But before I do, I want to I want to wrap it up. I want to kind of bring this all into the end when Dave just just crushed and devastated the lamp, and then he took and he hid it. I don't know how many times I've talked to adults, right? We all know children. Children are quick to become fearful of what's going to happen to them when something goes wrong, right? When my son does something wrong and he's in error, uh, you can see the fear come over his face because he's scared he's going to maybe be punished, you know. Uh, maybe his favorite toy is going to be taken from him. Maybe he'll be set in timeout on his bed. But as adults, that doesn't always happen with us, right? We don't always have an instant and immediate uh, uh, punishment or, or disciplinary act given to us. But nonetheless... Nonetheless, because we are who we are and we're, we have a little bit more experience, we, we can become fearful. We can become fearful of what people will think. We can become fearful of what people will say. We might become fearful of hurting someone's feelings, whatever the case. But here's the deal. We end up in the same place as the children, fearful of what's going to come from our action or our way of life. But here's the deal. Let's remember what I told you from the beginning. God chose us. We're chosen. We're chosen just like Dave was chosen. We're chosen just like King David was chosen, right? So when we're living our life, if we will remember that, when we come up against giants in our life, when we come up against difficulties in our lives, we can't become fearful and begin to hide. We cannot begin to hide. We can't hide our, our misfortunes, our mishaps, our bad habits. We can't hide those. We can't begin to hide those because then what we, be, what we begin to do is we might become deceitful. We might become deceptive, and we might begin to lie. And guess what? That in itself is a giant. That in itself is a giant. We are creating a giant in our life, right? And, and then we're hiding it because we're afraid we're scared of what's going to come from it. But what we told the children is what? Hey, kids, I need a little help with this one. When we come up against a giant, what, are we, what should we do? We should stand up to it, right? So then I asked them, I said, how do you stand up to a giant such as lying or deceit? One, one student said, well, we tell the truth. And I was like, yep, that's the easy answer, right? If lying is involved, then the way to crush it is just to tell the truth. But then another student said, we pray to God. Now, here's the deal. Adults, I know that each one of you, the first thing that probably came to your mind was just tell the truth. But let's be honest with ourselves. How easy in that moment that we don't want anybody to know about, how easy is it to tell the truth? It's not easy. It's not easy at all. So the only thing we have left is to pray to God, is to go to God. And here's the thing. For those of us that already know that this is what we need to do, we need to go to God. Why don't we do it? I have a theory. I believe the reason that we don't do it is because 
We just don't trust him enough. We don't know for sure that he's going to come through and help us with our giant. We don't know that he can help us deal with the naysayers and the gossipers. We don't know for sure that he's going to help us get through what it is we need to get through. But let me remind you, he chose you. He chose me. He sent his only begotten son to deal with something that he knew we couldn't deal with before we ever came to it. So I guarantee you, if he did that, he had a plan, and he can take care of it. He can deal with it. We have to trust him to do so. So that means we have to stop trying to hide the things. We have to turn those things over to him. We have to begin to do what first? Pray. And this is what I want you to know in, my, in, in me closing. This is the last thing. This is, I'm rounding uh, third base here. I want you to know that just about every single one of these young people heard what I said to them. I said it to them a little bit different. I said it to them something like this. How many of you have done something that your parents didn't like and didn't want to tell them? How many of you hid it? How many of you might have even lied? Right? And they raised their hand and I said, and then when you told the truth, how did you feel? You felt better, but did you still feel kind of bad? Yeah. Because I had lied. And how did your parents feel? They weren't happy. And what did that do? That, that made you look like a liar. But we know you're not a liar. And they were like, no, I'm not a liar. I said, absolutely not. I was like, so if we know God is here to help us, why didn't you just go to God in the first place and ask? And they were like, I don't know. I said, well, you know what we need? We need help. And adults, this is what I want to say to you. For those of you that don't know, you need help. You need assistance to live this life the way God created you to live it. You need assistance. And here's the beauty of it. When, when God sent Jesus to die on the cross, he said, I'm going to send a helper to you, each and every one of you. And that helper is in the, 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 uh, uh, the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes to help us to live a life that is pleasing and exciting to God. And when we feel like we're going to fail, when we do fail and we want to hide it and we want to we sweep it under the rug, there's no need to do that. You know why? Because you can go to God and you can say, God, I failed. I messed up. I, I, I just totally blew this all up. I pounced on it, punched it, and now I need to slide it under the rug for nobody to see and I know, watch this, but I know that that's not really what you want me to do. Because then I am giving into the giant of deception and lying. So here it is, God. How should I handle this? What should I do with this? And as I take the proper steps, help me to make it through this. So what does that look like? I'm going to ask you a question, and then this is the last question, and I'm going to release you. But just like I told the kids, this is a very serious moment. This is a moment that can catapult you into something that, let me, let me change that. This can catapult you out of a situation that you're in of despair, deceit. 
wanting to hide, depression, feeling like you're not worthy by simply asking God to come into your life and to help you. If you've never done this before, then this will be a new thing for you. But if you've asked God to come into your life and you know you've tripped, fallen, you, you've messed up, and you're just like, man, I need a little bit more help, then that's what we're doing right here in this moment. I'm not going to ask you to, I'm not going to ask you to, to, to close your eyes and all that good stuff because the kids didn't. They didn't. But if you're in this room right now, and I want to be very clear, if you're in this room and you know, man, I need that help. I need the Holy Spirit to remind me. Watch this. I need the Holy Spirit to remind me to pray first. I need that to be my first thing. When I'm running into an issue, when I'm running up against this giant, when I'm, when I'm, I'm, I'm facing a situation that I cannot handle alone, I need to pray first. This was the prayer that we prayed. And I want you to know, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, guess what? This prayer is the prayer you have to do before you can ever do that. What is that prayer? It's simply asking God to come into your life and to help you live. To be a part of, intricate part of your life. So I'm going to ask you right now. I know me, Pastor Dwayne, I need help from the Holy Spirit to pray first. I always do. Because I forget to do it so often. Can I be transparent with you? I forget to do it so often. I had an issue spark today. And I, I was like, what can I do? And I'm like, wait a second. You just got finished preaching these kids that you need to pray first. And I was like, Lord God, help me not to forget this again. And then I begin to pray for the issue. So if you know that you need help, whether it's in life whether it's in a specific situation, and you haven't been going to God first, and you want help with that, would you raise your hand with me today? Would you raise your hand with me today? Don't, don't feel like you're uh, 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 going to hell because, no, no, this is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is I need help. I need help with the most simplest of things, which is going to God first. And so, with the hands that have raised, we're going to say a prayer. And this is what I did with the young people. I'm not a fan of the repeat after me prayer. But I did it with the kids, so I'm going to do it with you this time. The reason I'm not a fan of the repeat after me prayer is because I don't want you just to repeat after me. If you just repeat after me, then there's no point in you doing it. I need you to make the prayer your own. I need for this prayer to be your prayer. I need you to feel it. I need you to know it, that when it's done, when it's all said and done, that something's going to change because this was the desire of your heart. All right? So, kiddos, I need us all. We're going to bow our heads just like we did the other night, and now we're going to pray. And I want you to repeat after me, everybody in the room, just in case you were afraid to raise your hand, but you know that you need this prayer as well. 
Just repeat after me. God, I know now that I need you. I don't want to miss this opportunity to ask for help. Your word says that you sent a helper specifically for me. So please help me. Come into my life and help me live the way you would have me to. Help me to remember to look to you first in everything. God, I thank you. I praise you. And I ask that you will forgive me for all the things prior to this day. And help me to live for you in all of my ways going forward. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for giving me your ear, for allowing me the opportunity to share that with you and to speak to you. It's such, it's such a simple message, but it is so important that we not forget to turn to God in every situation, giving our lives to him to do as he pleases. And so now I am excited that we get to go eat. So wait, wait, wait. I'm going to ask that our graduating class at Davidson Elementary 2022 would first stand. All of the kiddos and your teachers. Woo! You know how we do it. Okay, you know that little red tassel on your head? I need you to take it and I need you to just move it somewhere else on your hat. Great job. <laughs>